Timothy peed on the bed twice this week. No. No. Right before bed both times. <sighs> um, It's absolutely... Okay, I need litter recommendations, okay? Because yeah. this is the... This is this is the thing. So Percy is a princess. We know this. Mm-hmm. She has two litter trays. If one of the litter trays is dirty, she gets mad and pees on the bed. So she'd done a poo. We hadn't immediately scooped it. We just hadn't noticed. Yeah. So, and this happened both times. And both times she peed on the bed. And I don't know if the issue is that because this never happened when she had her old litter. Like, she ne- she would never do this yeah. before. With the clumping litter, mm-hmm. you can, like, remove, you can, like, remove the, the waste, remove the clumps. Mm-hmm. But the, the base litter kind of lasts longer, mm-hmm. right? Because you're just removing the clumps and it's staying fresh. Yeah. Whereas with the non-clumping litter, it's almost like you need to change the whole thing yeah. frequently. Yeah. But the clumping litter tracks. Like, there's, it just gets everywhere and it's so annoying. Mm-hmm. So I just need a recommendation of a litter that clumps but doesn't track. Because both... T- it, it's yeah. so maddening when she does it at, like, quarter to midnight on, like, a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then we have to change everything. Do they? Sheets, bottom sheet, mattress protector, flip the mattress. Yeah. And then what's really annoying is that... Our spare duvet is for my old, like the bed I had like in my parents' house. And so it's too small for our, for our bed. Yeah. So we're just smushed together under this teeny, tiny duvet. And Michael is like 6'2 nearly. And it just doesn't, it, it's too small for him. And so I'm just squished up against his back with like a spare blanket. And it's cold here. Yeah. It, I was, we were literally like huddled together on this ridiculous tiny duvet, just like this cat. This cat. What is she like? She couldn't just meow outside the litter tray. Oh no. Oh no. She had to pee right where we see. And also, also, even if she peed in protest, yeah. why on the bed? Why on the bed? Why on pee the bed? Else. Just on the floor would be yeah. actually fine. Like, yeah. why on my bed, Percy? Yeah. So, yeah, and it's spite, like it's totally out of spite. Yes, absolutely. We do a clumping one. Um, Actually, the one we have is technically, I think it's called fresh. No, Mm, who knows? Um, But it's like a clay based one. Um, And how's the tracking? Medium. It still gets around, but that's for me preferable because like. I would rather be able to leave the litter like for a day yeah. than need to do it immediately because yeah, we, yeah. like growing up, we didn't use the clumping kind. And I like, now I was like, I don't really understand how it even worked. Like it just yeah. kind of sits and spreads and it's much harder to clean. And yeah. like, because I have like pretty, you know, I, my, my ADHD is there. Any like <laughs> things that get in the way of me able to like, being able to regularly and easily clean a thing like anything that makes that steps harder makes me less likely to do it and then it gets yeah so i have to make like things as easy as possible so we use like it's the kind that you can also um flush down the toilet yeah and like you have to be careful you can't just like (laughs) 
you know tip the whole tip thing the, down yeah, the little no, flush. absolutely not. yeah you can but flush the clumps you can exactly. flush the poop like yeah and like that's yeah really sure nice. both we have those like oh i absolutely couldn't i i have to have a flushable litter. yeah like there's there's just no way yeah but yeah i just i hate like and i'm kind of a clean freak yeah like i've got a lot better because like you just have to yeah. apparently in relationships you have to make compromises i don't know this is what they tell me <laughs> and one of the compromises i have to be less controlling about being clean and tidy so yeah. whatever that's what i've tried to do so i've got better at it but the cl- the the tracking drove me mental like mm-hmm. it, it it was i just got so annoyed by it and this litter doesn't track but it just <sighs> yeah yeah you know? cuz there's also those ones um I can't use them, but there's like the pretty litter ones. Those like crystals that people I've seen people use. They look like little. They're like it's called pretty. I think because they like they're like white and blue little crystals. But I guess it's it's toxic to dogs, and so oh. I can't use it because Cricket still occasionally Why goes is it, into the litter. It's toxic to dogs, not cats. I mean, I think it would be like n- they shouldn't eat it. Uh, no matter what but I don't know how often cats have that yeah. problem whereas the dog likes to get into the litter box and so I can't Percy will like she'll never like chew or swallow but with the with the non-clumping like the bigger pellets yeah. she'll sometimes like bat it about pick up in her mouth toss it <laughs> bat it about and again it's like girly pop I buy you toys <laughs> you have so many toys what you have so many toys why why where you do your poops yeah. what's wrong with you that's really funny. I don't know. There. Honestly. Um, how are how are your crew? They're good. They're, I, I really had something to tell you and I cannot remember what it is. So I guess I'll just save that and hope I remember for next time. But um I did watch okay. I, I I've talked about how I've gotten like much more into bird watching the past couple years. It's just yeah. you know, my new development. So the other day Grant and I were walking the dogs and we came inside and we watched in a um a red-tailed hawk like was flying over our house. And I was like, that's so cool. Ooh, that's really um, cool. And they're around, like, but you know, they're still exciting to see because they're just massive. Yeah. And we were watching it for a while and we like put the dogs inside and there were like a bunch of ravens flying like nearby. And we're like, oh wow, I wonder if they're gonna like say hi or whatever. We're just seeing what was going on. And all of a sudden, we're like, oh, wait, no. And the ravens started dive bombing the hawk. Yeah, they like that. Yeah. And they were like, and we're like, oh, my God, this is such a dramatic fight. There were two of them and one hawk. But like, you know, the ravens are smaller, but they were still like two against one. But they work together so well. They're such good communicators. We watched Truly for like half an hour because they were like, so they were fighting and they scared off the hawk. But then a different hawk showed up. And How like, do you know it was a different hawk, not the same hawk coming back for a Because it flew to a different direction and then like from a whole other direction. Like we knew, we saw where it went. New hawk shows up and we're like, is this your friend or is this just a weird coincidence? Um, yeah. And it got in a like separate little fight with the ravens and other this, ravens showed up and we were like, this oh. is literally like an episode of a TV drama. It was, like, that's what we were saying. We we're like, we. We tried to film part of it, but they were just like too far for the camera to pick up. It sort of just looked like dots. Yeah. But we were like, this is the most like captivating show I've ever watched. It was just like, 
and this one's here and oh who's that out of nowhere yeah. a new hawk has approached <laughs> do you think it's like like you know in a obviously we love a romanticy mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. creatures do you think it's a, a like in the rom- like the romanticy trope of like one of the love interests like getting into like a fight or getting hurt and then going to their lover and their lover being like who did this to you and then the lover's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess them up, and then flying in to like defend yeah. the honor of their of their lover, like that's Absolutely. what it's creating in my head. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, and I do assume, like, you know, the hawks honestly probably shouldn't have flown where the ravens were clearly going. That's yeah. they were clearly like, get out of here. This is our little zone. But also, you know, I look, I I don't know who's who's guarding, but clearly they were cl- they were clear teams. And like backup defenses. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. It was great. So that's really that's what's going on over here. There's a lot of a bird drama. That's very cool. Yeah, I'm. Just, I never see like, you know, cool cool birds of prey in London. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't tend to chill out here. <laughs> We've got apparently too many because there's drama. But... Yeah, you saw two in like one go. Like that's amazing. Yeah, there are. I actually yeah. feel like I've been seeing way more hawks recently like i i want to look into it to be like is there do you have a surplus of of red-tailed hawks in los angeles right now like they used to be rarer to see or maybe it's just because i'm paying attention but yeah i love it because they're so i don't know all you're looking and oh did i tell you i that we've been seeing a great horned owl no (sighs) this is my uh like four nights like in a row we we would hear it and I, I finally got it on my, my Merlin bird ID app. I got it. What what noise do they make? Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Very oh, good. Classic. Very good. Um, and but I was like, oh my god, like I, and then we couldn't find it. We never saw it. And then finally one night we look up and we hear like a, the classic like owl screech. Yeah. And then just like this massive white owl just <sighs> flies over while we we're walking the dogs. And we were like, we were like silent. We were just like wow so i got big bird i huge bird news over here they're all just so mystical seeming i'm like are you about to transform into some kind of warlock like they just have that energy (laughs) you know yes that's so cool and also they're they like the way owls fly is absolutely silent like other than its reach you never know it was there and i was like oh wow they are good hunters like just that that screech was like a death rattle to something. Like some something was <laughs> taken, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, <laughs> it's been great. Um, this is our last episode before our Christmas break. Yes, we're gonna take a little week off, um, week of Christmas, but we'll be back the following week. Yeah, and we also have a tremendous guest this week. Teresa McElroy, um, the wife host of Schmanners, is here to tell us all about her pet journey. And I guess let's get into it. It's really fun. Yeah. Okay, everybody. We are thrilled to be joined by your requested guest, Teresa McElroy, the wife host of Schmanners, and more, a, a pet owner, <laughs> a delight. <Yes. laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. We have a little sampling of of some of your pets from Travis in the past discussing it, but 
for anyone that doesn't know, can you give us kind of a rundown of the current pets in your life? Oh, let's see. Um, let's let's start in uh, in order of accumulation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a nearly fourteen year old cat, uh, a girl Whoa. named. Oh, yeah, I know, right? I know, uh, named Willow. Um, she came to us before Travis and I were married, actually. Um, and, uh, one, uh, I'll get, to, I'll get to that, but okay. And then we have, um, a, let's see, almost, I guess she's 11 or 12 now, uh, small terrier. She's about 20 pounds. Her name is Buttercup. Mm-hmm. Princess Buttercup, of course. Of course. Um, and then, 11 now I know I know and if you've oh my seen God. kids you've, grow up so fast they do if you've seen any pictures of her from when we first got her she's now completely white <gasps> wow no way yeah, oh my yeah. God. um we have a, a younger girl named Lily she is um let's see five years old uh, she is a shepherd mix, shepherd mutt, uh, about 80 pounds. So she's the big in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah. um, the people at home can't see, but you guys can see. Yes. The fish tank back yes. here. That's a 60 gallon tank. It has about 50 fish in it because they're all <laughs> like a centimeter big. Yes. <laughs> okay. So then we'll, let's go back. Tell us about like Willow and how she came to be in your life. Um, okay. So she was a a gift from Travis to me. Um, uh, we had just moved in together and, um, we were living in sin, of course, (laughs) of course, uh, before getting married. (laughs) Our favorite way to live. (laughs) (laughs) Quite fun. Quite fun. Um, but then I hated my job at the time and I would come back from my job and just go to bed. I didn't want to eat dinner. Mm. I didn't want to watch TV or hang out. I was so just physically and emotionally drained from um, I was a the swim lesson coordinator for a camp of about 500 children. Oh, my God. That's a yeah. lot of people. A lot of kids. It's a lot of people. It's And it's a lot of teachers to coordinate and a lot of parents who their very special child has um, very special needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know you're always trying to it wasn't a special needs camp but yeah every parent believes that their child should be treated in a special way of course um and I was just miserable so one evening Travis said hey let's go get a cat to cuddle I was like yes let's go do that uh we went to our local pet smart that partners with a rescue in town um and I saw this beautiful, like long haired silver cat. And I was like, oh, it's gorgeous. I want that cat. And so we went in and the cat wanted nothing to do with us. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, she was standoffish. She hissed at us. She didn't want to be touched or petted or anything. Um, and so I was I was quite heartbroken. I was like, well, I mean, not even this cat wants to hang out with me. <laughs> yeah. oh. But Travis was Travis was not deterred. Yeah. He was like, there's like six more cats here. Let's just take another one out. So we took out Willow and she it was love at first sight. Um, we put her down on the table and she just 
bounced back and forth between our hands, petting her like at her forehead. Yeah. She just wanted her whole hands cupped on top of her face. <laughs> just bouncing back and forth. This is so cute. And we were like, well, I guess this is this is our cat. Yeah. Um, she was named something else originally. I can't I can't remember. Um, but she is a kind of like tortoise color right so she's got like the red and the brown and a little bit of white and um and so we were like okay well her name is willow because she's a redhead so yes, uh-huh. yes. of course yeah, naturally we love buffy buffy the vampire slayer was a was a big part of our growing up um and so she's willow that's great and she has gone with us from let's see we originally Got her in Cincinnati. She came all the way to L.A. with us, lived out in L.A. for a couple of years, all the way back. She hated both of the airplane rides, but we made it work. (laughs) Did you know that they make you take cats out of their carriers to go through security nowadays? I just learned that, like, the last time I flew because I watched someone walk through. What? Yeah, you you have to send the carrier through the little whatever de- X-ray MRI device. I don't even know what they use anymore, but yeah. you have to send that through for quote security reasons. But you have to take the animals out because the animals can't go through that. I might be bad for their insides. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so on the way back from LA, I was very heavily pregnant with my first child. I'm carrying both my cat and my dog in separate carriers and they made me take the cat out of her bag i thought for sure i was going to lose her in the airport that she was just gonna go like wig out and run away but she did not she clung very closely to me and i was able to get her directly back in the bag it was Such a relief. Yeah. I do think that like, because I would have the exact same anxiety. I'd be like, she's going to freak, wriggle free, make a dash, and I'm never going to see her again. Mm-hmm. But obviously you're her safe place. So she's like, I'm going to stay where I can smell what is home <laughs> and yeah. familiar and not go where all these strangers are. But that is a bizarre rule. It yeah. is. It really is. I saw but- it this last time. And I, at first, I didn't realize what was happening. And I was like, that person like has such a well-trained cat they're just on there like i in my brain they were just carrying the cat through the airport like for yeah. because of, that was their bond with their cat and then i watched them walk through and i was like oh no they're just they have to i don't yeah. think there's a single cat that wants to be there <laughs> yeah so that's the story of willow um i actually uh just made her a a beautiful plate of wet food um right before this recording she was a little dehydrated at the vet the other day and they were like let's add some water to some wet food and Mm -hmm. get that hydration back up i mean because she's old so yeah um just delivered a beautiful plate to her (laughs) to her bedroom she has her own own bedroom at the moment The children decided that they wanted to share a bedroom, which is lovely. Oh. They are seven and four. Oh, that is so precious. It really is until one of them wakes up and the other one doesn't want to be awake. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she has her own bedroom at the moment, which used to be the youngest little girl's bedroom. So she's really enjoying her own room. <laughs> so I bet. That sounds like her lovely life. She has her own room. She has like a Meals on Wheels service. You just like <laughs> coming to her door like dream. 
It also feels like classic Big Sister, where she gets her own room and the, the little ones yeah. have to share. Oh, it does, <laughs> you know? doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was bound to happen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, so then you had Willow, and then Buttercup comes along. Buttercup is next. Um, we were in the same apartment, and uh, Travis had been wanting and talking about a dog and we should get one and we have a little yard and you know wouldn't it be nice to have the dog out in the garden and all this kind of stuff and I wasn't sure because we both worked very long hours and he finally convinced me um where he was like well I mean if a dog is in the shelter then they don't have anybody all day long at least if we got the dog out at our house she could feel the grass every day and she could sleep with us and like all this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, tears yeah. running down my face, right? <laughs> it's foolproof logic as well. Like, excellent, excellent yeah. debate. Excellent. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we went to a an event, um, you know, it was actually, I think it was in like a parking lot or something um, where a couple of rescues like got together and brought their their dogs to be you know kind of you know perused mm -hmm. um and um we walked around and actually found this dog we found buttercup she was named hollyhock oh to begin with and somehow all of our animals have ended up with botanical names but that <laughs> but originally i didn't want to call her ho hollyhock mm -hmm. Um, but she was from a rescue in Travis's hometown. Whoa. So she, oh, wow. I know she had been picked up in his hometown and taken to the shelter there, which is a uh, which is not a no kill shelter. Mm -hmm. So they scooped her up from there and brought her up to Cincinnati because she was a very sweet dog. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were just walking around and found her there. Uh, did a little walkie around the 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 parking lot, and um, we said, "This is this is good. We found one. We didn't like check out any other dogs. We'll do it's, this it one. seems that we are very good at finding like our animal soulmates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and the rescue was like. Well, uh, we want to warn you, she's been actually taken a couple of different times and returned to us because she has uh, she was throwing up. And we were like, oh, mm, that's that's not good. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, but we've had her checked out. There is nothing wrong with her. She's just a very anxious dog. <laughs> and and uh, we we set her all up. We gave her like some canned pumpkin is very good for animal digestive tracts. Mm. It's got a lot of good fiber um, and a lot of water as well. Um, gave her some canned pumpkin with her food. And we were like, this is the perfect dog. Why would anybody send this dog back? Yeah. Um, we did find out, though, that her very sweet laid back demeanor might have had something to do with the fact that she was about eight pounds underweight oh. oh she was just so tired and malnourished <laughs> that she couldn't bark at anybody uh oh. but it's, i know i know it's it's heartbreaking um we did absolutely but also just because like i like 
the fact that she was sweet when she was so hungry. Like <laughs> I am a, I am not sweet and laid back when I am hungry. No, that's like, true. You know, like it's just absolutely like, oh, bless her. You know. We got her up to the right weight and she has not stopped barking since. She's our little <laughs> sentry. Uh, she tells us when anyone has moved from a room. Mm-hmm. She um, tells us when people walk by the house. She has her little window in the front that she loves to stare at. And um, a- and she is very vocal now. So, <laughs> oh, did she... Still very sweet, of course, yeah, but of course. much more vocal. Did she end up puking when you got her or was it no <laughs> not at all i mean they warned us about it yeah. so we were like okay yeah we'll get her some like little canned pumpkin and be extra gentle around her but no she didn't have any troubles wow mm. weird also it seems i don't know if i adopted a dog and they were puking i don't think i would immediately give them back it's not it's not really a deal breaker for me i would just be like oh no, you probably sure. need something <laughs> i don't know they're lost yeah, totally. i mean because yeah. we got a really great dog yeah yeah I guess, and maybe also Buttercup was like, you're not my parents. I'm going to puke a little bit. So you sent me back. <laughs> <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Um, and then we're on to Lily, on to Lily. Uh, the last of the canines. <laughs> um, we found her through Pet Finder. Mm-hmm. Um, we needed a dog to keep Buttercup young. We yes. were like, okay, well, we'll get a young one. Um she was about a year old when we got her um, and the pet finder uh, app connects to a bunch of different uh, like rescues and you can post from shelters on there and, and all sorts of things. She came from a rescue in Kentucky, which is about uh, which is like the middle of Kentucky. So like two hours from where we live. And they said that she was a Great Dane mix. Whoa. She's she's not. No. <laughs> not I, I get in my head, I'm like, I swear I've seen pictures of this dog before. <laughs> Did I get that wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I think what happened was she is a very tall dog. Um, and she has always been about about the size that she started at. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like she was going to grow a lot more. Right. I see. But she just didn't. She didn't get any <gasps> That's any like me. Taller. That's what happened to me. I was oh, a yeah? really tall kid and I stopped growing at 11 and everyone thought I was going to be so tall. And then I've been five foot four for, you know, nearly well over a decade yeah. now. Nearly yeah. two. So, yeah. oh, we have that in common. <laughs> They thought that she was going to get so much bigger and she uh, she has kind of like that um, saggy face mm-hmm. that uh, that a Great Dane might have. Um, but we were expecting a pony <laughs> yes. around yeah. our house <laughs> and she's not she's not quite pony not quite. sized. So did you do the uh, dog DNA thing? Do you know what she actually is? No, we Ooh. haven't. We haven't done any of that. I'd be so curious because I wonder, mm-hmm. like, what if there is some. A little bit of it in there, just but she didn't get the tall gene. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be interesting. <laughs> um, okay. And then you get the fish. Oh, the fish. <laughs> you can't you can't cuddle a fish. No. Um, but they are very uh soothing to look at. Mm-hmm. We have um a bubbler in there and um we had some angel fish. Mm-hmm. 
to start off with, we had um, the black angelfish, which is still in there. That's Roy. Um, we had nice. a a white angelfish named Ted. Um, and we had a striped one named Beard. Beard. Excellent. <laughs> Why Beard? That's so good. For Ted Lasso. Yeah. Ah, uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm seeing how those dots connect now. <laughs> and then, um, and then we had a um, an angelfish that was like had like kind of orangey stripes in it. It was white with like orangey pinkish stripes, and that was Keely. Yes. Oh, oh Keely. Nice. Of course. Uh, they did not all last very long. Mm. Um, angelfish, we now know. Um, can be very picky about their environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes they don't like to share with other types of fish. And sometimes they, I mean, they just have a, have a very picky kind of feeling about them. Mm -hmm. Um, So several of them have left us now and Roy is the only one left. Wow. Yeah. Lasting there. Yes. It makes sense name wise also. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, um and then we had some big uh we had some I can't remember the big kind of goldfish. We had a couple of those mm-hmm. because um if any of the listeners know about the adventure zone, it was named Stephen for um the adventure zone. Magnus had a pet goldfish named Stephen. Yes. Um and so we had him for a while. Um but I mean, we've had the tank now for three years and fish really just, they don't live very long. Yeah. Um, so we've cycled through a couple of Stevens <laughs> and um, right now it has been overrun with red wags, which are these tiny little, they almost look like, like, in like, uh, like infinitesimally small yeah. koi fish. Yeah, they, oh, yeah. they are mm-hmm. just very, very small, little koi looking things. And they give live birth. <gasps> Whoa, cool. I know they don't lay eggs. And so none of the other animals in there have really like gobbled up eggs from them or anything. Um, and so there there's like there's like 30 of them <laughs> wow. in there. They just keep reproducing. <laughs> How many did you start with? I think he started with 10. Okay. Wow. That's good going. Yeah. yeah. They've been busy. Yeah, they like it in there. Yeah, they're having a great time. <laughs> I also like I saw Roy swim past a second ago. Oh, which yeah, really did you? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I would love a fish tank. Growing up, my dad, um, he like one of his jobs was like for restaurants that had fish tanks, which is really 90s thing now that I'm thinking about mm. it. But my dad would basically like install their saltwater tanks and get them you know, equalized and running so the fish didn't all die. But um, I feel like I can't get another pet that I have to ask someone to watch when I go out of town. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just that one more thing that I go, I can't. And then someone has to come feed the fish. I don't know. It's just one more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with more from Teresa McElroy. Cameron Esposito here, comedian and host of Query. Every week I get to interview someone amazing from the LGBTQIA plus community. Some queeros. I chat with them about their lives, loves, careers, and more. 
I've talked to, you know, giant celebs, Trixie Mattel, Lena Waithe, Tegan, and Sarah Quinn, but also astronauts, reverends, nurses. It's funny, it gets deep, and hopefully it makes you feel like you're part of something. Join me every Monday on Maximum Fun to listen to Query with Cameron Esposito. Last week, The Greatest Generation, the comedy podcast about old Star Trek TV shows like Star Trek The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager, just had its 500th episode. And Greatest Trek, the podcast about the new Star Trek shows like Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks, and Discovery, just had its 250th episode. So whether you have a task that's roughly 750 hours long, or you want to learn about some of the production techniques that go into making one of the greatest franchises in television history, you should give us a try either way. The Greatest Generation and Greatest Trek, the best-reviewed, most-listened-to Star Trek podcasts in the world. They're on Maximum Fun. Did you have pets growing up? Yes, yeah. we had um, several different cats growing up, and we did have fish for a little while, but I was never really interested in the fish. I think they were like from some like a like a school festival or something, right? You get the the little goldfish or or whatever um, from those games. We had a couple of those for a while, but the cats mm. are really what I remember. Um, I've we had a girl cat who came to us from the backyard. Yes. She was just a stray. And she came to yeah. us from there. Um, my mother was determined that we would not have a cat, but she felt bad about the cat being outside in the winter. So she enticed the cat into our garage for the winter. And then the cat was very friendly. So she allowed it into the basement. And then we were like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. Yep. <laughs> we, we kept the cat. And then um, she was a very small cat named Boots, of course. Oh. You know, five-year-olds naming children, naming animals. She yes. had little white paws. <laughs> yes. um, and then my younger sister, she got a cat. She had been begging for a, her own kitten for Easter for several years. Um, and I don't Wait. know where <laughs> Wait, yeah. So I don't know if I missed something culturally. Like, do you lot do something different over there? Like, because no. I thought Easter was a bunny. I thought Easter's were bunnies. I thought that was the maybe a chick. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Just checking. But she got in her head somehow, uh, for almost three years that for Easter she needed a cat. <laughs> What I'm, I, I would love to know the origin of that thought I, process. That is so funny. I can't tell you. I have no idea. Here's I don't know where it came from. I do feel like I can imagine, like in a oh, what's her name? You know, okay, in the style of those like very cutesy baby photos that go around. Um, I feel like I've also seen like kittens in an Easter back basket with like uh baby chicks. So maybe okay. she saw Wait, one of sorry. those. Sorry, you've seen kittens in baskets with chicks. Yeah. So you've seen predator, small predator <laughs> yeah. and small prey yeah. sharing baskets. Yeah, I feel like it's a little, like all the baby animals together in the basket, how cute. Yeah, like but, in a calendar. Okay, rabbits and chicks perhaps, but yeah. like, it, you, well, I don't know. I just, I'd be concerned. Safe. I just feel like someone maybe did it. 
I'm going to look it up after this. like a cute I, baby animals. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that it has really anything. <laughs> I, I didn't understand it while it was happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I really don't, I really don't yeah. blame you for not understanding the thought process. The Easter cat. Um, but she did. She got one. I think it was, I think it was like just before school let out for summer or something. She had finally wore my parents down. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't want two cats, um, but it was obviously very important to her. She ended up getting a male cat, which is the only male cat that I've ever owned or, you know, been in the house with. Mm-hmm. All of them have always been female, but this cat, this Tom cat was enormous. <laughs> Even as a kitten, very, very large. Um, we measured him once and from like the tip of his nose to the t- the tip of his tail, yeah. he was like three feet long. Oh, that's a long cat. Yeah. A very big cat. And um, he was named, I think when she got him, he was named Hans or something, which I think is very fitting. Yeah, absolutely. She was six so she renamed him cheerio <laughs> yeah yep yeah yep. checks out yeah it does it does what color was he uh he was all white belly yeah and then um gray and black striped mm-hmm. huh okay i don't know. I don't know cheerio like i just i imagine like a cereal color <laughs> you know like a kind of orangey maybe or no, but there's no. That's no, fine. That, that doesn't have to be logic. It's okay. You know, that's what she. That's what she wanted, and he was very tolerant of her antics. Um, she often put hats on him yeah, and sweaters wow. on him, and tried to tuck him in at night with her little dolls and things like that. But of course, <laughs> so cute. He he took it in stride for a very long time, which is nice. <laughs> I love that. Neither of my childhood pets are with us anymore. Right. But yeah, that tracks because I'm almost 40. (laughs) In fact, it would maybe be weirder at a certain point. You'd be like, they're still alive. It's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, how are you doing it? Share the secret. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We did. um, We found the an article about the oldest living cat, who I think was something like 36 or something like that. Yeah. And wow. um, the diet of this cat was... Yeah, it was bizarre. I think about it every day, I think, because yeah. it was like he- human food sounding, you know, it was like, oh, some some chicken and rice, as you would, like things that make sense, vegetables. And then it was a like a little uh, syringe full of coffee with cream, like yeah. once a week, and the same thing of red wine. Yeah. And I was... Cream- Cream, sorry, cream puff was the cat. Oh, cream she puff. died at 38. 38. And it was astonishing, but also I was like, I mean, he seems to know something I don't know about cats needing these her, things. Yeah, her diet consisted of dry cat food supplemented with broccoli, eggs, turkey, bacon, coffee with cream, and every two days, every a dropper full days. of red wine. So, I, I am astounded. I don't know... <laughs> Wit, how how do you figure out that your cat likes red wine? Right. Yeah, but and he claims that the red wine is what kept her going for so long, <laughs> because there are like antioxidant properties yeah. in red wine, which is what I tell myself. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. But so like I don't know. There's clearly some logic to it, but uh, I would never 
like attempt to give my cat red wine you know I would never be like maybe because I'm stingy and I'm like I would like that Merlot actually I'm not, waste, <laughs> not wasting a perfectly good Merlot on you but uh yeah I, I don't know when that experiment started or <laughs> what, can, what why it continued but it worked for 38 years okay okay <laughs> hey listen I I'm not gonna judge anybody for that right no kept the cat alive whatever yeah exactly. and healthy and happy like, there's no way a cat named cream puff wasn't happy you know, <laughs> like you don't arrive at that name without a really good life, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, uh, Schmanners related, surely pet pet manners have have come up. Um, I wouldn't say specifically pet manners, mm-hmm. although I am going to very slyly look at our feed and make sure. <laughs> I, I know that we have done um, pet sitting. Mm-hmm. We've definitely done oh. that. Um, what because, were the thoughts on that? That's a really good one. Yeah. Well, it was about kind of, um, I think we, we went from both sides where we said it's very important that if you have specific instructions that you make those expectations known mm-hmm. um, because we would, you know, there's nothing worse than coming home from a trip or something where you, maybe you were relaxing to find that the animals had not been taken care of the way that you would have taken yeah. care of them. Yeah. Um, um, it seems it seems that we haven't done anything specifically about pets. Um, and then I think that we talked about um, the kind of things where uh, you're not there as a pet sitter to kind of like lounge around or eat someone's food or, or do those kind of things. Um, unless that is what the person has asked you to do. I did do some yeah. pet sitting mm-hmm. as a, a side hustle mm-hmm. while I was in L.A. Um, working with a company where, you know, they were engaged to do. I did some cat visits. I did dog walks. I did things like that. And there was one place I remember going. It, it was not uncommon for them to say you have to spend about a half an hour. It doesn't take that long to feed a cat and clean the box. But, you know, stay for half an hour, see if they'll play, see if you can pet them, things like that. But I had very specific instructions once. I had to put on a specific classical music station while I fed the cat and took care of the box. And then I was supposed to sit in the living room, um, not on the couch, but like the sofa, but on the ground and see if the cat would come out and hang out with me for a half an hour. I was just supposed to sit there, not go after the cat, not look for the cat, not make noises or call for it. Just sit and wait to see if it came out to me. It did it. That's so specific. I saw the cat once. (laughs) Um, It never, never quite reached me Mm -hmm. on the floor, but I did see it come out of, I think it was like, it had like a big walk-in closet that it loved to hang out in. I did see it come come out of there and like, yeah. look at me, mm-hmm. check me out for a second and then turn right back around. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. Yeah, the pet, pet sitting is funny because I guess it depends on like, as you say, like this was a, a side hustle for you. So you were getting paid. So I feel like there are a different set of expectations when you're paying the person versus when like it's a mate, you know? Mm-hmm. So when it's my friend, I'm like, you're saving me money. So I'm going to stop the fridge and there's wine and there's chocolate 
have at. Yeah. Because I'm aware. Like, use my hot water, have a bath. Like, because I'm aware that, you know, I'm saving money, but this is a kind of inconvenience for you. So I want to make it as enjoyable as possible. You know? Right. But I, what you're talking about is you set those expectations. Totally. So that's like a big thing. You tell totally. them this is available to you. But if Absolutely. you were going over to someone's house and they hadn't said that kind of stuff, you'd feel pretty weird about raiding the fridge. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Um, OK, I have another pet manners question. Okay. Oh, we can call it pedicate. Um, that's something that I thought of it and i've been i've just been holding it that's great (laughs) that's so good that's so good i think though most of it comes down to what you said in the beginning of just like well if if things have been made clear if the rules are clear follow the rules and i think most pet issues that you run into are like that of like hey um if you have the pets and they have weird specific things making sure those are clear um, mm-hmm. And then if you're a guest and like, I just like, because I have so many pets, I often find out late that someone is like very allergic to cats or something like that. And I'm always like, why didn't you tell me? Like, I would have at least put them in a different room because my cats yeah. are like in your face cats. Oh, yeah. okay. And I like really love when people just tell me because it's like, they're fine. Like I have so many, they'll be fine in the bedroom and I don't need you just like having a horrible time. And then like being like, I'm do you have any uh, allergy meds? It's like, yes, but also. <laughs> I feel like people are so, they're, they are very hesitant mm-hmm. to ask for what they need, feeling that then they will be perceived as rude, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that uh, that's all, that's a very like common feeling mm-hmm. that we all have, that we all need to just get over <laughs> um, because it, you are never being impolite for asking for what you need. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, you know, you should yell about it or anything, but, you know, the best that you can, you have to set yourself up for success this way. And I think that if someone came to my home and was allergic to the dogs, I would want them to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to get rid of my dogs, but I am going to do what I can (laughs) to, I don't know, vacuum the couch or something before they get here. You know, exactly. Yeah. What about like people who are a bit nervous of animals? Because this is a thing that like I... uh, I deal with a lot because my cat is an asshole and that's fair enough. Like when people say I'm nervous of cats, I'm like, you're right to be nervous of my cat. That's okay. <laughs> but I've, and so I'm always so like, it's cool. I'll, yeah, I'll shut the door. Like it's not a big, a big deal. But I have encountered, I, I was having a conversation with a friend about this today. Like people who will kind of say like, oh, I'm a bit nervous of cats or I'm nervous of dogs. And then the other person or the owner will be like, no, no, my dog's chill. Like my dog doesn't bite. My dog, my cat doesn't hiss. Like don't worry. So what, What's the way to deal with that? Because you have an owner that's insistent that you're wrong to be scared because their pet would never harm you. But then you have a person who's like, but I'm still nervous uh-huh. of this animal, you know? I think that you can you can kind of ride that middle line and ask for a slow introduction. This is what we've that's done. A good idea. We've done with our um my my nieces when they come over. They don't yeah, have a dog kids. at home. Yeah. They don't have a dog at home. They're not used to it. But my children are used to it. And so when when 80 pound Lily kind of bumps <laughs> into my four year old, she knows just to kind of elbow her way through and keep going. Yeah. Right. But my nieces don't know that. So every time they come over, we go for a very slow introduction. First, the dogs are in the kennel. We go see the dogs. We say hello in the kennel where they're calm. That's their space. 
then we open the kennel door, but we have the door in between Mm -hmm. where we are and where the dogs are. Um, And also if we're eating, we always put the dogs away when we have company because dogs and food are, are, are a whole thing. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, and then, you know, we have baby gates still because uh, the, because, um, well, for the dogs now, but before that we had it for the children. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So then we'll put up a baby gate so that the dogs can be seen and, and touched, but the children feel comfortable and, you know, it's just a very slow thing. So, by the end of Christmas last year, actually, my some of my nieces were very happy to have the dogs in the room and pet them and um, talk about them. And when they had started out, they were very standoffish of the dogs. But I think that the best thing in that search situation that you can do is ask for a very slow introduction. Yeah. And that way, I think you can see if things are not going well. <laughs> then the person who has who owns the dogs can be witness to that Mm -hmm. right yeah and not have to and not have to worry about any kind of like jumping up problems or if someone um gets uh, has like sensitivities to barking or whatever and it becoming a thing right um so that you can get that slow introduction we can all watch how things are gonna progress and go yeah yeah that's yeah very good advice because I can see honestly both like not not that the person like you don't want to push your animals on something but I can see if you really do have like a great dog and you hear like oh I'm a little weird it's like oh maybe I can help you like my dog yeah maybe I can be the one to change the way you feel yeah but you also like that too strong is just going to reinforce that fear of like no your dog is still freaking me out because it's yeah right here yeah and that slow introduction would help someone mm-hmm. like that maybe come come to the other side of feeling like, well, maybe not all dogs yeah. are intimidating, yeah. but w- in a very like controlled, safe environment so that they can ease into that. Yeah. That's really nice, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't, Ella, do you have anything else before I ask our, our big question? I don't think so. I feel like there is, I think that like pet ownership much like parenthood uh, <laughs> i bet you love it when people say that now that you have actual children <laughs> actually you know i thought at the very beginning i was like it's nothing like it no it is it is okay. a little bit like having having animals having children for a while it is very similar yeah. <laughs> but one grow up and the others don't so. <laughs> that's true <laughs> um but uh yeah i think that you know it's always a tricky thing because you you have a relationship and a bond and you love them so much. So you want everyone else to feel the same way. And that's when kind of boundaries can become kind of yeah. complicated or miscommunicated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you're like, no, no, that is great. You're going to love him. Like you're my friend and you're going it, to, it, it's all going to work. And then it's like, well, maybe, but yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's do it. As I, I prepared you for, but um, if you were an animal, what animal would you be? I was I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I think I'm gonna have to go with chipmunk. Ooh. Oh, um, because I had always thought that it would be kind of uh, first of all, um, not like 
big prey hunters, although I understand they do eat insects and things occasionally. Sure. Um, and that's kind of like my default. I'm not, a, I, I'm not a vegetarian, but I don't always choose to eat mm -hmm. uh, meat. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also they live in family groups mm -hmm. until they become, uh, adults and then they live on their own. <laughs> Um, and so I feel like that really speaks to me. I'm kind of, um, I wouldn't say fully introverted, mm -hmm. but I would say that I really do need my own time and space to kind of recharge, mm -hmm. but I do love hanging out in a party. So, yeah. um, I'm not, I'm not a solitary person now, but I feel like that kind of speaks to me as we, we all hang out in a, in a family group mm -hmm. until we're adults and then we go and live by ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you want your own little, I don't know why I immediately thought of like the a tree full of the little uh, holes for the chipmunk. And it's like, well, you need That's your own. exactly yeah. what I had in my head. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. And just having your own little hole, exactly. your own little nook <laughs> just for you. Yeah, that actually sounds really nice. Yeah. Which I guess is just a house with your own room if you, if I think about it. Yeah, like being able to afford to not have a roommate. That's mm -hmm. all yeah. we're talking about. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Although I do have permanent roommates. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Husband and children. But <laughs> but like I don't know, when it's your kids, you know, you made them, you know. Yeah. If you when you build your own roommate, it's <laughs> that is an amazing turn of phrase. I love it. For parenthood. Yeah. It's that's a long roommate also. Yeah, <laughs> it's a commitment for if you think of it as a roommate it's like whoa okay usually minimum 18 yeah. years yeah they're just bored and signing an 18 year tenancy agreement <laughs> yeah, like exactly. guess we're oh, in this for the long haul <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but but i have a i have a big enough place where i can i can shut the door yes. i can be in the cat's room if i need to <laughs> nice. right yes. and just nobody's in there but her that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, you can, you've, it's like, yeah, you've got your tree, right? You've in your tree mm -hmm. and everyone's in your tree, but you can still go into your own little nook in your tree. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's nice. Yes. That's idea. Um, This was an absolute delight. Thank you so much for yeah. being on our show. Thank you for having me. This was lots of fun. And I, I hope that, um, I hope that my memory serves correctly and I'm not going to hear from Travis about how uh, that's not, that's not what happened with our, <laughs> with our animals. That's and I'm like, any I'm of pretty their sure, names. pretty sure it was, but <laughs> we'll see. Well then if, if you have any amendments, we can always have you back for a, for a, yeah, absolutely. An update. Perfect. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I love that. If he, if he schools me on, that was not what happened. <laughs> I'll be able to come back and, and, and do a correction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are your Christmas plans, Alexis? I am going down to San Diego for the Christmas weekend. To, that's where Grant's family lives. And then New Year's weekend, I'm going to go see my family in Arizona. Nice. We've split it up. And I'm actually really pleased with the split because often we'll try and do both places. And it's so much traveling. And you never actually yeah. get to like have a nice, relaxing Christmas. So... I'm excited. I hope this one works. That's a sure. that's a good split for sure. Yeah. Are you so what and what do you eat on Christmas? 
as a because um, obviously you've just had Thanksgiving. Yeah. Is it is it a lot of the same? As it, a vegetarian, what do you go for? Like, what's the sitch? You know, I feel like it depends which family member I'm with. My mom on Christmas always puts out like a ton of snacks. And then I think often we started doing like she'll put in like a, a lasagna and just yeah. eat that up. And so, which I think I might carry forward. Like, I think lasagna might be the perfect a Christmas festive thing. lasagna. That's good. Yeah. It's easy too. Like you can prepare it in a, like you can either yeah. buy a store bought one if you want, or like prepare one in advance and just pop it in the oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think see the logic for sure. Yeah, I like an easy. Like I want to hang out. I don't. I love cooking, but sometimes you're like, I don't want to spend all yeah. day cooking. Like I, I want to watch a dumb Christmas movie. For sure. So we'll see what happens this year. What about you? What What are your plans? So me. <laughs> Speaking of spending all day cooking, uh, that's <laughs> yeah. what I will be doing. Yeah. Me and my cousin are, so we're having Christmas at my grandma's with my mom's family. Mm-hmm. But me and my cousin are in charge of food. Mm-hmm. So we're doing like the full turkey ham situation, um, which is going to be interesting. <laughs> I've done a Christmas dinner once before and I did it on my own, mm-hmm. which was great. But there were less of us. I think there's going to be 15 of us at my Oof, grandma's. That's a lot. So it's a lot of people to cook for. And I'm just like, quantities stress me out a bit. I'm like, how many p- potatoes per person? Yes. Like, well, <laughs> too, like you obviously want to have too many, but yep. like not not too, too many. Like yes. enough so that you have like a couple of days of leftovers and people can take home yeah. a parcel, but like not an insane amount yes. so that you waste any. So it's hard to judge. Um, but yeah, we basically said that we would cook and everyone just has to bring like a bottle and a dessert. Kind That's of thing. perfect. So. Yeah. Which is nice and straightforward. And then I'm going to Ireland for the new year. Ah, great. Which will be good. Yeah. Yeah, I um <laughs> I worked for a long time at um like a restaurant that did a lot of catering. And I really had to get out of the habit of like if I'm having dinner, like I'm not catering this event. When we're out of food, we're out and that's fine. Like yeah. nobody's expecting <laughs> yeah. me to have a backup dish full of this to replenish, like and that's fine. That's how dinner works. That is how dinner works. <laughs> At some point, people like the food is done. Yeah. But for so long, it'd be like, no, 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 we'll have it. And then we'll have a backup one so that we can switch those out. And it's like, no, it's not no. a catered event. When the food is done, it's time to go home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go and raid your own fridge. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely have to like, I, I always get too much. I was like, and yeah, that, I think that is the way to 30 go. 30 bottles of wine. And it's like, no, there's five people. And you're like, hmm. <laughs> interesting. Well, I'm ready. <laughs> um, do you, okay. Um, do you have any tips? I've been, I'm at mid Christmas shopping. And what are you getting? I think everybody has this problem. What are you getting your dad this year? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, oh God. Uh, have we bought, no, we've got it. We have got him a, <laughs> um, I think it's Playmobil um, Ghostbuster toy kit because he loves the Ghostbuster films. And like, I think Ghostbuster might have been the first film that he saw in the cinema. Like he he loves loves it. it. So we got him like the, what's the, the, like the car that they have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um, With like all these little like Playmobil characters. And then the car like lights up and make sounds and stuff. So he really likes his kind of uh, vintage 80s kind of toys, like yeah. nostalgia stuff. Like 
I think last year or the year before we got him like a mini slush puppy. Oh, maker. yeah. Like he's really into that stuff. So we just treat him like a big kid because he is one. That's great, though. <laughs> what are you getting your dad this year? I don't know. I was kind of hoping that you would solve it for me. Um, I always nostalgia. get my dad. Go with the nostalgia. Hey, my dad's tricky, though. Like he's not. I wish he had some sort of like fit, like a uh, franchise or something that he loved. But he's really like. We'll see. He really likes Friends, the show, which I might. We'll see. Maybe I'll find some Friends thing. But um, he loves it so much that he has never watched the last episode because he doesn't want it to end. No way. Isn't this the cutest thing? <laughs> he refuses. I don't even know what to do with that. Like that's so cute. I know. Um, but I always get my dad every year. I get him a calendar, which I think is a great dad gift. And I try and find like very funny ones if I can of like, like really uh, niche ones where you go, I did. Why did they make this like funny chickens or like, um, yeah, one year it was different types of, I think, like goat houses, like the different enclosures people make for pet goats. I was like, this is a good calendar. So probably one of those. We'll see what I can find. That is a good. Yeah, that's a good. That is funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, like, who can I do that for? That's really good. Right? Yeah. There's some really good ones where you just go. And even if you aren't, like, dying for a calendar, I've never gotten a calendar and been like, dang, like, bummer. It's like, yeah. they're so useful. Yeah. It tells me the it's day. It's really useful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Good Good shout. It's a good one. Um. Okay. Well, I think that's it. Um. Obviously, the usual follow us we'll still be we'll still be online for this little break but um we'll see you uh after the holidays yeah merry christmas if you're celebrating mm-hmm. happy holidays if you're not mm-hmm. and yeah if and if you're not doing anything uh you know happy tuesday or whatever yeah <laughs> enjoy that like- too just have a good day. Just just eat and drink a lot. <laughs> That's what we're all doing. Yeah, exactly. Everyone deserves that. <laughs> yes. Uh, treat yourself to something nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cold time of year, you yeah. know? Just enjoy yourself. Yeah. Be cozy. Yeah. Be cozy. <laughs> uh, okay. I've been Alexis B. Preston. I've been Ella McLeod. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.